Okay, so I think we're recording now, so that yeah. should be fine. So yeah, again, thank you to all who are here and to all who will be listening. And thank you for Elspeth for doing this. So the question was, do you want to repeat it? Because I just started recording it. Yeah. At the start of this new year, have you made any New Year's resolutions? Um, I, I don't think they're fresh uh, new resolutions for me, but I, I, I am somebody who really believes in New Year's resolutions. I quite enjoyed them. And I think it's a highly personal thing. Some people love them. Some people don't think they're very helpful. Um, and I guess uh, for me, it, one to keep that I've started last year, I started walking um, every day um, and I'd like to try to keep that as much as possible. Uh, one that I haven't done as much is try to read more. Um, this last year, I've started listening to audiobooks, which I haven't done before. And um, I found that uh, really helpful to read in inverted commas. There'd be some purists who would be adamant that it's not the same as reading, but uh, certainly just trying to um, read a little bit more and a little bit wider. And I think in terms of ministry, one resolution would be just to try to both support and develop uh, new leaders. So that's, that's my resolutions. Sounds good. I think the I thing to do would be at the end of the year to find out how you've managed with them, wouldn't it? Ian? <clears throat> yeah, you wouldn't want to share your New Year's resolutions if it's going to be graded <laughs> at the end of the year, <laughs> not publicly. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's an interesting question because um, I'm not sure that I've ever consciously stepped into a new year um, knowing so little of what was going to that new year was going to hold um, we certainly didn't have any idea what was coming or I didn't have any idea what was coming in 2020 um, but I had a set of expectations of what it was going to be um, whereas this you know this we live in an ever world don't we so um, so what do um, I, I kind of resolve for the for the new year um, well Heather thinks that I should do a little bit more washing up, um, but I'm going to resolve not to do that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, there's, there's three things, really. One of them is really silly, um, to drink more, drink more water, that is. <laughs> That's a good clarification. <laughs> to, yeah, just to, to, uh, to drink more water. I know that sounds really silly, but that's what I'm going to try and do. Um, I'm also um, planning to, to read more. Um, something that I began in lockdown, which was really useful, was getting the opportunity to read and um, ponder and to, to think through. That has been a, a real a real delight. I would like to continue that. And also to, to pray more, and that sounds um, something easy to say, um, but specifically to, to pray, to have times um, of the day set, set aside to be praying and praying for for us as a church um, so I enjoy praying and, and often pray um, as I've read my Bible but also will go for, for walks and praying but I'm looking forward to really um, serving the church by, by praying for them um, individually and collectively so um, that's what I would like to do um, in 2021. Thank you that's really good to know. 
So I can think I can say on behalf of all of us, we're really pleased to have Ian joining us or joining Christy on the staff. So as you begin working together, the two of you, what do you value in each other? And how do you see this benefiting both your own work with God and CFM's journey? I, there's quite a few things, um, but I think shooting from the hip, the first thing that strikes me is Ian is one of the, the teachers um, that opens God's word that I can sit and listen very, very um, happily and um, excited. I feel that when I sit and listen to him, um, I connect with the way he communicates God's word and the things that he brings out of God's word. And very often I find myself um, challenged um, because he speaks in a way that, although it's very gentle, it's uh, very punchy. Um, I'm talking about me sitting in a pew as, as, as a fellow brother in Christ. And I feel that when I'm sitting under his teaching, I, I benefit a lot um, from that. And I think that's, um, that's going to be an exciting thing that I, I, I want to, to work shoulder to shoulder and serve shoulder to shoulder with, with, with Ian in that. The other thing that I really value is just the um, way, although we're incredibly similar, we, we have differences in terms of the way we view things and the, the way um, certain traits of our personalities would complement each other. And uh, I, I think that's going to be a, a real encouragement. I've already seen this at work, um, both in our friendship, as well as in the ministry, as he has served as a um, key leader in CFM. And certainly, I, I think that would be welcome in the more full-time um, capacity. So both his uh, teaching and his general leadership uh, would, would be things that I would value a lot and benefit a lot from. Yeah. And what about CFM? How do you see that benefiting CFM's journey? Well, uh, well I saw myself as somebody that is CFM. So okay. I, think, <laughs> I think both those things would be... So I didn't necessarily just speak from, from the point of view of the pastor, but as, as somebody who's in CFM, I think the teaching that he would bring and the leadership, and by leadership, I mean an all-encompassing, um, his, his pastoral care, his prayer life, um, his love for the lost, everything else that's in that package. Um, yeah, so it was, it was from that perspective that I, yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. That sounds good. Ian? Yeah, um, it's, it's a good question. And um, in, in lots of ways, I um, love the opportunity to share, um, just kind of answer that question for, um, for the full kind of wider team at CFM, which has just been um, um, really helpful and, and good to get to know people over the last few years. Um, but for, for Christy, I've always appreciated his, his teaching, um, both um, as a member at CFM and then um, at Cape Ray as well. And I think um, so. His, his Bible teaching certainly value that. Uh, value his experience in local church um, leadership. Uh, clearly, I have, have very little experience in that. Christy has has far more. 
and uh, and and there's I guess there's just lots of things that only experience can teach you. Um, and I think um, that's a really um, valuable part of, of, of our part of partnership going forward is to have uh, have somebody who's experienced. I think Christy offers a, a good knowledge of um, not just the church um, locally, but um, but further afield as well. He uh, he loves keeping an eye on things of what's happening in Romania, but not only that, but uh, but kind of globally as well. And I think that that. Um, those eyes that see um, outside your, your your own situation, I think that can be really useful and helpful in knowing what a little bit of what's happening in, in God's world, in uh, in His kingdom, uh, outside of, of, of just our, our locality. And I think, um, kind of like what Christy said, really, I think it's it's always useful to have somebody who's speaking from a different perspective, um, and, uh, and and we need that, don't we? Whoever we are. We need that in, in our walk. Somebody speaking into our, our life who is um, who is for us, but but is uh, is seeing things uh, fresh with different eyes. Um, that's very encouraging and engaging, and and sometimes challenging. I think really useful. Um, so how how does that benefit um, my own walk? Well, I've already benefited, uh, like I say, from from Christie's teaching. Um, I think that different perspective, I think that's been something that in our, our friendship over the last few years, that's been very useful um, to have uh, somebody who is for you, but who isn't necessarily echoing everything that you're saying or um, echoing all of your presumptions. Um, that's really useful and uh, not always easy. And um, yeah, but, 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 but I think, uh, I think very helpful. Um, that difference perspective. I think we, we all need that. And then, how, how can we benefit? How can that benefit CFM? Well, God's grace is probably the answer. But um, but as I, as I read through the Bible, you, you sometimes see these times where um, two there can be a partnership of, of two or, or three people, which just take on a significance at a certain time. You know, Moses and and Joshua, or, or Paul and Barnabas, Paul and Timothy where there's a, a particular partnership which is used of two people with a with the same goal but with different temperament personality and and that but just comes together for for a, um, a time of effective ministry and um while i'm not claiming that christy and i are more <laughs> moses and joshua <laughs> um i would hope for that dynamic where you know there can be two um there can be a partnership um which which leads to significant kingdom work by the grace of God. Sure, it must be a, a big help that you already know each other to begin with, um, especially when uh, sort of working under distance um, rather than getting together. But uh, something we'll be praying about later on. So, as we sort of at the turn into the new year. Looking back over last year, are there any Bible verses that you've kept turning to in the last year? And looking ahead to next year, or this year now, is there a Bible verse or verses that you'd like to share with us for this year ahead? 
um, <clears throat> shared a little bit this morning with the folks that were there at uh, ARCOM from Joshua 1. And certainly, I think I've camped a lot in um, uh, probably a lot in the first few chapters in Joshua, but generally speaking, in, in Joshua. And um, just that, uh, that sense of preparation. Um, although I think we have to be incredibly careful with our language when we're describing what we think is happening globally with a pandemic, um, by no means would I be crass in suggesting that this is something that uh, God has sent or God has done. I, I haven't got that um, sort of hotline to God or insight into it. One thing is for sure that in challenging times in history, um, God used redemptively those challenging times to provoke the church, um, to cleanse the church, to bring the believers closer to himself and to provide almost a new opportunity for the church to shine in the midst of darkness. So I think there's, there's, there's a season, this, is a, this has been a season of preparation. And I, I believe that those believers who were drawing near to Jesus got a fresh sense of purpose, even in the midst of the challenges that are there. If I think of the year ahead, um, an, an American pastor uh, used this expression, 2021, a year of repair. I think there's going to be a lot of that uh, going on in the year ahead. And particularly the verse from Joshua 3, 5, uh, many, many years ago, I'm not even sure whether Vicky, uh, I, I think she might have been part of that group. We went to Soul Survivor. And uh, it was at a time when people used to have these flags to fly in the area where you were camped to kind of um, mark your territory. And we uh, did this flag with J35, um, talking about Junction 35, if you're wondering. <laughs> but uh, a verse that's been always very, very close to my heart is Joshua 3.5, which says this, sanctify yourselves for the Lord will do wonders among you. And I think it talks about the personal preparation that almost precedes a powerful promise that comes from God about what he will do uh, amongst us. And I really have that sense of huge expectation for this year, that although things are and potentially will be challenging for a while, these are times of opportunity. These are times when we as individual believers and followers of Jesus, as well as the church, could play an incredible role in bringing that, uh, to use Duke Kwan's expression, uh, a sense of repair uh, in, in people's lives as we, empowered by the Spirit of God and indwelled by the presence of Christ, serve him and serve them. So that's, that's, that's been close to me and it's close to me as we step um, in in further in into the new year because we're already in yeah i didn't find 2020 a very easy year <laughs> um and uh, probably a number of folks didn't either but uh um after what, what i did go back to um, many times um, the sermon on the mount and particularly um 
where Jesus says, I think it's Matthew 6, says, uh, do not worry about tomorrow. And he says, I think at the end of that, he says, for tomorrow will have enough worry for itself. And uh, and I found in, uh, in in 2020, it was a case of, of one day at a time. And, uh, and whether that was um, furlough or whether that was... Um, uncertainty or, or whatever it was to to do what to do what to god had for that day um was all all i could do and uh or all i could set out to do and and couldn't couldn't control the future after that and uh and so that was uh that was probably the my my verse of last year um my final lectures at cape array um in mid-december we're looking at proverbs, and uh, and we finished. I think I might have shared this. We 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 finished with um, a verse that had been really special to me in the past. Um, it's the first verse that I ever memorized as as a child at home, and and I think it's a verse I've come back to um, for the start of a new year, which is Proverbs three. It's actually two verses, uh, five and six. Mm. Uh, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not mm. on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. And so we're stepping into a new year and trusting, and trusting the Lord. And we're seeking to do that wholeheartedly and acknowledging him. And, uh, and we'll see what, uh, what he has in store for us. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know what uh, this new year holds for us. Um, certainly challenges and opportunities though. So I know Christy, you touched on this a bit, but what challenges and opportunities do you see for 2021? I think that the, 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 the most significant challenge on my heart at the moment is um, a real fear that people are slow to get back to the physical gatherings. Um, and I think I'm sharing what other pastors are sharing. Um, so, so for example, uh, we have 30 spaces available uh, every Sunday, which some of them get filled with um, probably four or five people that come to serve doing the setup and lead the worship and speak and lead and then there's the, the other places free and many weeks we've struggled to fill those places and then the people that are coming are the same people so sometimes my fear is as I'm looking at the numbers you know we probably have about 260 people on our books not not that they're all there every week but people that are connected to CFM in, in some way or another so, you know, when we're kind of getting around 20 people that are willing to come on a, on a physical service on a Sunday, there's a fear at the back of my mind. And although I know there's plenty of people with reasons, with health, with fears, there is a fear that there's more people out there who could come, who for some reason haven't managed to come. And my prayer is that there'll be a, a shift in that so that we don't find ourselves getting so removed and we, we, you know we'll be soon approaching a year since this big disruption that we kind of get out of sync 
from a, a desire to, to to meet with brothers and sisters in a in a physical setting. Although I know we can't sing and I know we don't have tea and coffee, but there's loads of other things that we can do that maybe we haven't done before in the services. Um, so that's my biggest at the moment, right here, 3rd of January, 2021. My, my biggest challenge is, is the pastor at CFM. Are, are people um, connecting? Are people hungry to sort of connect? Um, and, you know, we're just, um, even, I'd be frank, I'd just love to hear from you all and just to say, because when there's silence, the enemy can come into the silence and can speak and because you don't know the reality i mean i always try to say don't make assumptions don't make assumptions about people but it would be just nice to to know what people are feeling what people are thinking and just um even gently to say to some people who can come you know get get maybe over the fears that might be there and uh, you know um just come uh, and connect in whatever way we 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 can do so that's my biggest um fear the uh, other fear that i have or challenge that i have is the disruption to outreach that's been happening so a lot of the outreach has sort of stopped and again that's where we're setting the next three days to to pray and seek god and try to hear what god is saying and to, to see what god is doing and get on board with that um because again, that's a significant part of our life and our life as a church. So that's that's another challenge that I think um, is is ahead. And the final one would be in terms of the challenge. Uh, at times, my fear is that we are a bunch of tribes, but we're not a nation. So at times it feels like people have got a strong allegiance to maybe their group of friends in the church or even their connect group, but not such a strong um, allegiance to us as CFM as a body together, um, different as we are. And that again is a, is a fear in the back of my mind thinking, you know, are, are we actually together as a church? Are we, are we united when you know, when it comes to, the, the, this is Joshua chapter one, when it comes to the tribes, the two tribes that are staying east of Jordan are challenged by Joshua and reminded of their promise to Moses. And I think there's a price to pay for unity and there's a time to be uncomfortable in unity in saying, Do you know what, this is not my kind of thing. This is not what I would prefer, but this is my family and I'm coming with my family. I'm working with my family, I'm serving with my family, I'm being with my family. Um, and again, I just hope that we will grow even more in, in our sense of unity together as a church. Uh, it's harder because we, we are a fairly <laughs> sizable church and it is a challenge, but I hope that that doesn't mean that we, we don't experience deep unity in Christ. And the opportunities are the flip side, probably, of some of the challenges. So I think some of the opportunities are, um, I am really looking forward to, to outreach, kind of beginning to restart and connecting with the people that don't know Jesus in, in our local community. I'm looking forward to, to, to gathering in worship. I, I said this morning, and I haven't, I've, I've done a mistake because I haven't run it by, by the leadership team. So I kind of... Um, have spoken without without um, thinking too much but 
there's a part of me that thinks the first time we can ever gather together, all of us or most of us, I'd just love for us to have three hours of worship and singing and, and do what we couldn't do in this time. I think we've had a lot of preaching. We've got messages. We've got Bible studies going on. But my heart is just longing for that, singing with God's people, worshiping with God's people in God's presence. I'm looking forward to that and the gatherings. And I, I, I'm anticipating that the gatherings will have a very powerful dynamic because mm. we've so missed them and they're so, so good. The other thing is, and it's again, it's, it's a little bit of this, the other side of this coin. I think we've stumbled into something amazing with Zoom. I mean, we have people attending the power hour now that have never attended in, in and couldn't do it when we had it in the other, uh, other way. And again, there's a temptation on my mind. I'm thinking we're getting 20, 25 people. Well, before we probably got about eight to 15 people. And I think it's, it's amazing. You know, we can even have people that live further away that can join us on prayer. And I think we've stumbled on a, on a useful tool. And I think we probably need to combine some of these things that uh, some of the things that we've been missing and try to celebrate them. And maybe some of the newfound things that are there. And the building for me is just such an exciting thing and the progress yeah. that is happening there. I'm so looking forward. And every day there's, a, there's an constant increase of of dreaming and expectation that, that comes with that that I, I in my mind is just all sorts of scenarios of the things that I can I can see the building filled with things through the week yeah. touching people's lives recently as a church we've been approached by the neonatal team or the antenatal team no antenatal team sorry um that is working in a Carnforth area because they were running, they didn't have anywhere to, to, to run their clinics. So they were wondering if they could use two or three days a week, uh, Hunter Street for their clinics. And this is just an example of what, what I think, you know, this will be opened up to, to our local community to serve them and bless them and help them to encounter and see the love of Jesus through the way we connect with them. So those are the opportunities and uh, for the back some of the challenges. Wow, inspiring. Thank you, Christy. Ian? Yeah, it's a tricky to answer this, really. I've been in the job three days. Um, <laughs> uh, so there's, uh, there's not, not, I'm not bringing a ton of experience to this, to this answer. Um, but I guess the challenges and opportunities, I, I would expect that those two would be very closely linked. I would think that um, usually out of a challenge comes an opportunity. Um, so, so I, I, am trying my best just to have open eyes. I think I, I would imagine that the challenge, a challenge that we'll be facing, um, would be about communication as a as a as a church as the size we are and the um, beauty and diversity that we are. Um, a communication to to stay to stay together and sort of ongoing relational health if that's the case within um companies and within families and within friendship groups i would imagine it's the case for us too um so i think that that would probably be a challenge and just just how we go about caring for one another um connecting with each other because um 
it, it, it's even easier to, to slip off the radar, I suppose. Um, so, so that I would imagine that will be that will be a, um, a challenge um, to step into to to keep embracing, um, if you know what I mean, embracing each other, um, bringing each other in, um, and and opportunities. Well, that that that's my prayer, really. What what are the opportunities that this this brings? I said at the prayer meeting yesterday. You know, I feel like I've heard enough of of, of we can't, you can't do this, you can't do that. I'm looking forward to to thinking. Well, what can what can we do? What what opportunities is this? Um, what opportunities are there that are in front of us? Um, and, and I'm sure that there will be opportunities um, to to grow ourselves in the Lord. Opportunities to 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 connect and relationally grow together, and opportunities uh, to reach out as well. So I, I'm I'm sorry that's quite vague, isn't it? Um, compared to yeah, I appreciate three days is uh, not long to uh, <laughs> find challenges and opportunities. No, thank you, Ian. Mm -hmm. um, this is probably linked to uh, the previous question as well, but um, I know we all appreciate the both of you um, praying for us at CFM and really feel privileged that our pastors should do so. So what do you actually pray for when you pray for CFM? Be <laughs> careful what you say. Um, obviously, there's uh, when you pray for CFM, and I think that's the important thing is just to continually keep a bird's eye view of the church and, and keep the, the big picture at, at the very forefront. And for me, it'd be, if you imagine a triangle, it'd be uh, three areas, three key areas that I always pray over our church and over our members. The first one is uh, intimacy with Jesus. And I pray that they would be growing as disciples of Jesus. The second area would be the family life. I pray a lot for, our, for, for the families in our congregation. Pray to the single people and, and the people that are widowed would be encouraged it's so so hard it's so challenging i pray for those in marriages would be strengthened and again it's hard it's challenging in a different way i uh, i pray for the families who are mentoring kids and teenagers who are navigating very stormy waters in in these generation in these years so i'm praying for for the family life and 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 for that aspect of relationships. And then the third area, the third side of the triangle would be ministry. I'm praying for a sense of significance in, in being the good news and, and sharing the good news of Jesus with people, be it our, through work, be it with our, the neighbors, be it with friends, be it with relatives, be it through a formal ministry in the church or sometimes even our own um, opportunities that God is providing so don't, those would be the three areas that I, I pray over our church and the folks in our church intimacy family and ministry yeah that's a, a rather good pointer actually for praying isn't it thank you uh, and Ian I know again you're three days into this but I know you've also been praying as a member of PLT so uh, 
over to you. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I'm <laughs> repeatedly realising is um, just, uh, I mean, the position of a learner. And um, and that's that's really good, I think. It's going to be really good for me. Um, I, I, there's two things that I, I pray for. Um, I'm sure this will develop and, and grow and, and change. Um, just the more I get to know people, that's one thing I'm really, really looking forward to and wanting to um, just get to know um, people more, to serve and pray with and pray into and walk alongside um, folks. That's that's what I'm longing to do. But at the moment, I'm praying for, for two things. Um, first one is, um, might sound silly, but I'm praying for robust relationships. Um, what, what I... Uh, what I really would love is that we're we're a, we're a church that is is unified, um, where people can be can be honest and, and open with each other, um, and uh, and find um, and find an honest and open response, um, where we can. I just think that'll enable us and will and is and will enable us to to do life well together, um, to carry each other's burdens and to. To support each other prayerfully and and practically as well. So um, just to not allow the enemy to get in there with, with gossip or silence and, and bitterness. Um, so yeah, so so robust relationships and, and for growth. Um, just uh, it's just what I what what I love on the farm. That's one of the thing I always just love. Is uh, is when when uh, seeing things grow that whether that's uh, the grass or the animals or uh, just growth and development and that's what I want in my own life and for my own family and what I want for us too that we'll we'll grow um, we'll grow in our own walk and relationship with the Lord and we'll grow together and we'll grow in number as, as people come to uh, to know the Lord or the Lord brings people in. So those are my, my prayers. As I say, I'm sure that they'll evolve and become more uh, in tune with what's happening as, as time goes on. Thank you. That's absolutely great. Well, we really want to spend time praying for you two now. Um, really appreciate you both sharing your hearts over these things. But uh, recognising that uh, Bri in particular is starting out a new job. Um, in uh, working together with Christy and for Christy working together with Ian and uh, really want to pray for that partnership together and uh, for each one of you. So can you just give us some guidelines, some prayer points from each of you? I think for me, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be cheating here and take a, a hack and um, it's the three things that I pray for us as a church. I would ask prayer for those, my intimacy with Jesus, um, uh, my, my family life, and also the ministry. Uh, so those three areas. Um. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Uh, I would ask you. I would ask for prayer for uh, for our family as well. Um, realize that. That saying yes to a to a job to a to a position, though we believe it more than that, a, a calling. But, but but saying yes to that for me also impacts five other people in my in my house in a major way, and uh, I'm very very aware of that. And uh, so I'd ask for prayer for for us as a family, 
um, Heather and I are very much a team. And although it's um, yeah, just how, how that will how that will will work out. I'm excited for the adventure that this is going to be. Uh, trusting the Lord with, with all our hearts and leaning not on our own understanding. Mm. Um, but we've not walked this path before, so um, so we we would always value prayer. We want to we want to serve well as a family. We want to um, give God glory and honor as a family. Um, we also know that the price is paid by the family as well. Um, and I think probably a number of folks in this in this virtual room who know that all too well. So um, yeah, pray for for us as a family, please, and. Uh, and 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 pray that God would. I don't really know how to word it, but pray that God would would have us do what He wants us to do. Um, I do really feel like like at the AGM all those months ago, I read from from what Solomon said is is God appeared to him in the dream. I'm only a child, and I don't know how to govern such a such a numerous people, and uh, and I'm not in any way claiming to have that sort of kingly authority but I, that sense of child like child been a been like a child with a big task in front of them and that that i can associate with um, yeah so that was really wordy i'm not just uh, articulating that as clearly as i might do but um, your prayers are very much um uh, gratefully received yeah 